afternoon, delegates. Uh, it's my pleasure to welcome uh, the Honourable Brad Hazard, Minister for Health and Minister for Medical Research, to this, the 73rd New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association Annual Conference. And at the outset, I want to thank uh, the Minister for cutting short his European uh, holiday. Uh, uh, I, I think it's actually uh, showing some respect to uh, the association uh, that he has done that and that uh, he's travelled uh, for uh, many, many hours um, to get here. Um, so if he falls asleep at some time, just let's do a cheer. Um, so Brad Hazard is a senior minister for the New South Wales government and in 2017 was appointed as Minister for Health and Minister for Medical Research. He oversees record investment in health infrastructure and services, which has resulted in a hospital building boom across the state and funding of thousands of new frontline positions. New South Wales also has a robust and innovative medical research knowledge economy which the New South Wales Government seeks to encourage and expand. Uh, Brad started his professional life as a graduate science teacher at North Sydney Boys High School. He later studied law at the University of New South Wales and was admitted as a solicitor in 1977. He holds a Masters of Laws from the University of Sydney. He entered Parliament in 1991 as the State Member for Wakehurst on Sydney's northern beaches. He served uh, as a Minister for Family and Community Services, Minister for Social Housing, Attorney General and Minister for Justice. Uh, also as a Minister for Planning and Infrastructure and as uh, a leader of the Legislative Assembly. Minister, we welcome you to the 73rd Association Annual Conference. Thanks very much, Brett. Thanks for letting out the holiday routine out of the bag. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, look, can I start by just acknowledging the Barmadigal people um, of the Eora Nation and just thank them for their custodianship of land. And of course, now we have uh, your very important conference taking place here. So and I particularly acknowledge any uh, Aboriginal uh, elders who are here amongst us today. Um, thank you, uh, Coral and uh, Brett, and I think Judith's off probably managing, managing an issue, okay. But thank you for uh, the invitation and thank you to all the, the delegates. Thank you to each and every one of you for uh, the opportunity to come along and have a chat um, and to, uh, to, more importantly, hear your issues. Um, I, uh, I have had, uh, as Brett just said, a number of different portfolios, but health just over a year and a half, I think, or about a year and a half now. And... As a former uh, member of uh, a union, a Teachers' Federation, many years ago when I was a teacher, um, I value what uh, unions can do and I value what uh, the leadership of a union can do. And I particularly just want to say to you that uh, in uh, Brett and Judith, who I've principally had uh, a lot of dealings with in, that, in this last uh, 15 months, uh, not the first two or three months because I was flat out, but uh, well, I did have one meeting then, but a lot more meetings since. I just want to say to you that uh, I respect and have a high regard for your leadership. Um, Brett has, uh, particularly on some of the more controversial issues uh, that many of you would have some interest in around uh, staffing levels and so on, 
Brett has been, uh, uh, to say the least, uh, and Judith, have been extremely strong representing uh, the association's views and uh, haven't taken a backward step in letting the minister know what your views are. So I appreciate that. doesn't mean we always have to agree, but we, I, I value and respect the strength of his, uh, his leadership. So thank uh, him on your behalf for representing your views to me. Can I say the New South Wales government is extremely appreciative of the work you do. Uh, I came back this morning, I came back specifically, as Brett said, I cut short my holiday because uh, I missed last year's on the basis that I also took a holiday in the same period. And uh, a year later I was due to have a longer holiday, but I came back because I said to Brett that I really did want to be here and to hear the issues, but also to express our thanks to each and every one of you for the work that you do as nurses in the, in the variety of uh, areas in which you work, but also as delegates on behalf of the association, speaking on behalf of so many others across the state. Of course, nearly 50,000 nurses through our system, and uh, that's uh, an incredible number of people. The government, uh, New South Wales government, Gladys Berejiklian, I was with her this morning. The first meeting I had this morning was cabinet, although I arrived a little late because the plane was late. Got here to you on time, but got it late for her. Um, and uh, when I told her that I was coming today, she asked me specifically to thank you for the work you do. You know, it's amazing that my personal experience, quite apart from being a government minister, obviously I've had those times when um, I've been needing hospital care. And what you remember, what I remember, what I remember afterwards and still some years later, is not necessarily much about the procedure, not much about the after um, effects, but I do remember the nurses uh, very much that came in and uh, made me feel... I remember one particular nurse, when she took my blood pressure, she said, is your blood pressure normally that high? This is just as I arrived for some surgery. And I said, no, I don't think so. And she said, well, just think about this. And she explained it. She held my hand and went through what was going to happen. And although I had uh, doctors, uh, anaesthetists obviously come in and out like a flash, the person who actually calmed me down was a nurse. Um, when I was in the uh, anaesthetic bay, the person who came and effectively held my hand, or did hold my hand, uh, again, was a nurse. It's that that you remember. It's the caring aspect, I think, of your profession, quite apart from all of the um, medical aspects of it, but it's the caring nature of your profession. And thank you for all of that. I have had, I must say, in this first uh, period as Minister, some experiences where perhaps that's been forgotten. And I've seen uh, some circumstances, very challenging areas that you work in, particularly in mental health, for example, where it can be, can be very challenging. And certainly that caring aspect is something I think we all, whether it's the Minister sitting in his office or her office, or whether it's you, we need to constantly remind ourselves why we came into this job and to remind ourselves of the caring nature of it. Now, the New South Wales government, of course, is spending, in terms of money, an unprecedented amount of money in terms of health infrastructure, health budget. For those of you who don't know, we're spending uh, this year about $25 billion on health. $25 billion. That's just shy of a third of the entire state budget. It's almost a third. It does mean that uh, my job, as well as making sure the hospitals run well, our 15 local health districts run well, it also means I have to be 
careful as to the expenditure because if we aren't careful, uh, we may find within just a few years that we're up closer to 35, 40% of the entire state budget on health. It has to be managed on behalf of taxpayers in a sensible way, but it's a balanced way. The infrastructure side has certainly seen a massive increase since we came in in 2011. There's been uh, more than $8.5 billion worth of renewal, renewal of health infrastructure. I was pretty lucky, actually, to come in and to, uh, to be able to go and see so much of the work that's already been done in these first few years. It was more difficult for the former government. I think they had good people. In, in fact, uh, um, friends of mine like Morris Yemmer, very good person, but more limited because they didn't have the economy um, moving as we've managed to get it going since we came in in 2011. But they had a more challenging time to find the money for infrastructure. We managed to get the state moving and as a result we're, we're spending a small fortune on health infrastructure. Many of you would be working within those hospitals that have already received the renewal. And it doesn't matter where I go in the state, you know, whether it's uh, in the Sydney area or whether it's uh, the regional areas, uh, you know, Wagga Wagga, fantastic facilities, Tamworth, brand new hospital, Dubbo, massive expansion. All over the state, there are hundreds of millions of dollars um, going into hospitals. And as I said, more than eight and a half billion just in the first uh, period of our government. And over the next four years, another eight billion dollars going into new hospitals. So it doesn't matter whether it's Campbelltown, Mount Druitt Blacktown, about 700 million there, 630 million at, Cam at Campbelltown that comes on the back of another 130 that's already been spent. Uh, Westmead, about 900 million. Uh, I mean, the, uh, the Randwick uh, uh, campus, uh, more than three quarters of a billion. Uh, doesn't matter where you go, we are trying very hard on behalf of the community to rebuild the infrastructure. At the same time, we're also increased the number of nurses and doctors and allied health staff. And certainly uh, in terms of the numbers of uh, nurses, you would know there have been close to about 8,000, 8, I think it is at this stage, uh, new nurses gone in the last few years. So, and we've just announced in the last budget, only just before I left a few weeks ago, that uh, there's about 950 new nurses and midwives will be employed in the next budget, in the next 12 months. So we are trying very hard and working with each and every one of you, in, no matter what environment you're in, to improve the health system and keep improving it. Can I say, though, having experience in other states and jurisdictions and working with uh, some of my Labor colleagues around the country, there's a very high regard, I think, uh, for our system, our health system here in New South Wales. It doesn't matter what part of Australia you go to, the other ministers uh, understand and know that New South Wales, this is not party political, this is, you'd be surprised to know that when ministers get together, politics doesn't come into it. We, uh, we all work together and we recognise the strengths of each system, but there's a broad recognition across all of the states and territories that New South Wales, which is the biggest health system in the country, is doing extremely well. And I think that comes off the back of not only the money, but also the commitment of our staff to doing what is necessary. Can I say there are issues which uh, I know um, Brett, as I said earlier, 
has been very strong on behalf of you. Um, and some of those relate to the, uh, the staffing arrangements. Uh, just before I left, um, it was coming towards the uh, 30th of June, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, 20... And um, in discussions with Brett, I expressed concerns that uh, I didn't want to allow some of the peripheral issues, important issues, but the peripheral issues, to get in the way of uh, every single nurse getting their entitlement to the 2.5% starting July 1, not running any delay, not any loss. Um, so I put to him that uh, I would be grateful if he could put to you as, as, as the delegates um, whether or not we could go to the IR and IR Commission, IRC, and make sure that we got the 2.5% commencing on July 1. And I understand that's hopefully arrived in your pay packets. Um, and also, though, indicate to the IRC as a formal aspect, as a formal aspect, that the other issues weren't being um, brought into that particular uh, IRC decision. But I did indicate to Brett very clearly, uh, and therefore to Coral and to all of you through them, and to Judith, that I wanted to continue having discussions about how we achieve getting the staffing that is needed through the various hospitals and 15 local health districts. We have a very big system, as I said, it's a very complex system. 15 local health districts, 230 hospitals, MPSs, and to try and make sure that each and every one of those are following the policies and the wages agreements and the awards is challenging. As Minister, it's extremely challenging. And I've indicated to the Ministry that they have to take a more active role in working with the LHDs to making sure that the staffing arrangements are done in an open and honest way. They tell me now that uh, for a number of weeks they've had the LHDs um, doing uh, spot checks on their staffing arrangements and making those transparent because I said to them there's nothing to hide if what the Ministry and what the LHDs are telling me and that is the, the issue between the association and the government, doesn't matter which government, because it was previously the Labor government that had this position, although I know there's been a slight change in, in uh, commentary on that front more recently. Um, and I said to them, the issue seems to me to be one where nurses are entitled to know they have the staff to do the job, and that needs to be done in a transparent way so that the ministry at the central body takes a role and responsibility for ensuring the LHDs and the individual hospitals are making sure the staff are appropriately there and employed. And that should be done transparently and there should be checks on that and make sure that it's happening. Now, I understand that is now happening, not in the sense of the staffing issues. I think that's still got to be resolved. When I talk to friends who are nurses, they tell me that there are peripheral issues. One of them you might know about, uh, I'm not sure whether Brett's had a chance to chat to you about it yet, but one of the issues that your executive raised with me was a peripheral issue, but something which I think does go to, to well, why is it, why is it so? Um, that nurses were not being given their four-week rosters. It was more like two weeks, if you're lucky, and uh, that people couldn't organise their time, and how difficult is that when you've got kids and so on, particularly, or if you just want to have a life. And so, as I understand it, Brett, that four-week issue is now in play. Uh, and that was, a, again, a result of uh, Brett and Judith and Coral's uh, uh, strong advocacy to me. Now, that didn't require an IRC 
um, decision. It just required an understanding of what the issue was and the ministry therefore driving change through the local health districts and the hospital management. My job now is to make sure, of course, that that works uh, and progresses and grows and is more effective to give you that four weeks of certainty ahead. But there are a range of other issues. And a friend of mine uh, who's a nurse said to me recently that uh, uh, she thought that uh, one of the issues, she didn't, by the way, think that the ratio issue was the issue. She said, look, from my point of view, don't, don't pick on one friend. <laughs> Give the friend a go. But she said to me, the issue for her is that in her particular um, environment, quite often um, an, an assistant in nursing would actually be put in where it should be an enrolled nurse. Now, there are a range of other issues at talking to friends. There are things that we need to do, we need to address. And I promise you that I'm going to continue those discussions with Brett on your behalf. Um, and also looking at the ratio issues, looking at uh, how that best can be addressed. And that commitment I gave to Brett to give to you, and I will say it here now, that I will continue to look at those issues. Having said that, they, they do need to be looked at in a realistic way, going back to what I was saying earlier, that we're already spending about one-third of the state, well, just shy of one-third of the state budget on health. So we need to get it right. The advice that I'm getting from the, uh, the department is they're having those discussions with the association and I have indicated an active interest in actually partaking and listening to how those aspects are considered. Now, as far as uh, the commitment to you, I can promise you that as your minister, I am committed to making sure that your work balance is, is good, is appropriate. But I would say to you again that as senior people within your profession, the most important aspect, the most important aspect, and I see, unfortunately, I've seen some terrible, terrible incidents where what should have happened didn't happen. And we have had patients die as a result of that. I think that we need to make sure that the word caring is not lost, whether it's the minister, whether it's the ministry, whether it's the LHD, whether it's the management of the hospital, or whether it's the frontline staff. And I would just ask you in your daily deliberations to make sure that if you see any of your colleagues who perhaps are feeling a little bit burnt out, that you get them the support they need to make sure that caring is at the centre of what we do as a health system. Do you remember?